No, but from the beginning. Everybody likes your music. Everybody from the beginning. It's pretty good music. Are we gonna have this at your party? Oh yeah. You gotta send that to the band. You need to send it to the band. Welcome to episode numero 11. Uno, doble uno. That's double one for everybody that speaks Spanish. Um, so this episode, actually, Alison, we're going, we're going, we're going government. We're going rogue. Yeah, no, rogue. You are we're going rogue. <laughs> no, 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 we're no, going no. rogue. We're going over thirty minutes on this episode. Well, not us. Our guest. Our guest. Our yeah. guest. Really, we had so much to talk about. She had so much information. Uh, I think it was one of the most informative episodes we've, and we've had several informative episodes. I, I could have talked with her for another hour. I mean, it was very interesting. Actually, I did after you left. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, it's um, it's government. You know, we 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 got a little glimpse about how our local government works. Yes, and it was how, very interesting. Mm -hmm, and how our local government uh, manages all the situation and how the local government is actually growing too. I learned a lot. Yes, me too. Now, I don't wanna get into politics, obviously, we are always staying away from politics, but I do want to say something about um, local government and what I want to say is that you know that I'm from Venezuela, right? Yes. And socialism really made my country, my ex-country, you know, go into the place that it is right now, which is in a pretty bad place for all the people living in there. Right, which is why you left. Correct, exactly. Um, I'm a true believer that the greatest strength uh, in a country is both the middle class and local governments. You know, a lot of people ask me, well, man, how are we going to stop the United States going towards socialism? How are we going to stop the United States? You know, who do you think will prevent uh, in, to the United States follow the steps that, that Venezuela has? Right. Yeah. And I even believe that it's going to be just one person, just one magic person, just one magic savior, you know, call it Biden, Trump, Obama, whatever you want to call him. You know, it's not going to go that way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to go by strengthening our middle class, making the middle class of the United States strongest middle class in the world as it was at one point mm -hmm. and participating and being involved in local government. Yes. I think getting involved is huge because we can all sit back at the end of the day and complain about the way things are, mm -hmm. but until you're willing to step up and actually give of your time mm -hmm. and your service, mm -hmm. then you don't have a lot to complain about. And it was, um, it is a thankless job being in local government. It is. You can never please everybody. You can't. You can't you know? please everybody. You don't get paid for it. <laughs> and that was, and that was, uh, that was not surprising but it always is eye-opening when you listen to it you know because right. you understand that those positions at that level are voluntary position but then when she goes and talks about how much time he devotes she devotes how much energy it sucks out of her because you know what sucks energy out of you people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and people complaining about things yeah. and especially if you really want to solve people problems that sucks a lot of energy out of her. So I really tip my hat to her. Uh, we should all support her in a way that we encourage people like 
Charlie Wessinger, you know, that are, they, they have an idea, they have a way of thinking. We don't necessarily have to agree with everything that she says or everything that she say, thinks. But you know what? She's out there. So you just mentioned her. I don't think we've told them. Oops. Who we interviewed today. The cat's out of the bag. Well, yeah. Her name is Charlie Wessinger. Mm -hmm. uh, she is a council member of, uh, of the Lexington... Lexington County Council. County County. Yes, exactly. Uh, she's been doing this for almost three years. Yes, this is her first term mm -hmm. and she's in her third year. Yeah, and we also, um, we, we recorded obviously that interview before we're recording this. So uh, we're going to give you a heads up. Okay. Yes. And the heads up is that it's a little bit longer of an interview. So for a first time ever, it's been like a first time ever, <laughs> every single episode. Yeah. For the first time ever, we're going to pass... 30 minutes. 30 minutes. We, we cannot condense it into 30 minutes, so might be a, a two-part listening for mm -hmm. you, um, but it is in very informative, answers a lot of questions about the development surrounding um, Chapin and Irmo. Um, how and to participate. How to, how to the, get involved in your local government, and take a listen, see what you think. Listen, there are openings out there, you know, and I... Particularly, I'm very interested in one of them. I'm not going to tell you which one. Uh, I'm not going to jinx it. Maybe we should vote on it and see which one we think Carlos is interested in. You know, maybe down the road. Uh, maybe down the road. Uh, I, I, I've been thinking about it. It's just, it gets so tough, you know, when the fact that you cannot please everybody and you have to understand that and you have to come to terms. In, in, in You're not going to solve everybody's problems. And... Whatever you do, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't agree to what you're doing or what you're doing or completely doesn't understand why. Kind of right. like what you do for a living, right? Real, Real estate. estate. Yes. <laughs> um, well, um, if anything, just uh, fasten your seatbelt. There is a lot of information coming on in this interview. Um, really, really, really good. And uh, hopefully that helps people, you know, move that... Um, discussion from Washington DC which is you know miles away nobody really cares about what you have to say about Washington yeah nobody really cares about what you have to say about Washington but they do care about what's happening locally and in you know impacting them every single day all right here you go Charlie Wessinger enjoy that interview we are with Charlie Wessinger Yes. Hi, Charlie. Do you know that? Uh, do you know that your name is actually Carlos in English? Really? Yep. How yep. about that? Oh, well, now we've got this. Now, now you have something in common. Now in, in my Spanish class in high school, Miss Murphy. I don't know if you guys had her whenever you were here. Um, Murphy. Miss Murphy. Oh, okay. Um, she. My my Spanish name was Claire. So that's what we use. I'm not a Claire. So I'm not a Claire. <laughs> I, I, I had a nickname of Charlie when I was a kid because I was a little blonde kid uh, growing up in Venezuela. You know, uh -huh. so Charlie is an American English way to say Carlos. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank uh, you it's all right. for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Well, Charlie, why don't you tell everybody uh, what your job is in the government right now? And uh, just a little bit of background of yourself as well. My job in the yeah. government job is in the to government. listen to people and go, oh, that's great. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Charlie Wessinger, Lexington County Council, District 6. So, District 6 encompasses all of unincorporated Chapin and a portion of Irmo. Um, they redid the district line, so I used to have across the lake on the Lexington side, which 
was interesting. Um, mm -hmm. But now uh, another council member has that. So I'm more in Irmo and all of Chapin. Um, so my, my main job is to work with the constituents on issues and problems um, and work with staff to help solve those. Um, what type of issues and problems do you have the ability to not solve or at least, you know, facilitate, facilitate. <laughs> facilitate. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's a good way to put it. Um, let's see some, this, this is a typical week, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll get calls, um, from, Hey, Charlie, somebody was over here cutting trees down on the road right of way or beside my house. Can you figure out why they were doing it and what was going on? So then I have to research, is this a state road? Is this a county road? What's going on? Do we have development permits, you know, in place from some development that's going on nearby? So mm -hmm. just to help them answer questions, find out why somebody was cutting down trees on their property, which is actually the road right of way. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So that's that's one thing. Um, another one is, hey, this new development has gone up, and now I've got stormwater flooding that's washing out my driveway. So we've got stormwater issues, mm -hmm. um, and and these are all, I say small issues, but they're really not small issues because Carlos, if you had um, a house being built next to you, mm -hmm. and however they were developing, or uh, they put in a ditch. Correct. A drainage ditch, right? But now that water is coming onto your property and it's coming to your house and it's going under your foundation. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Right. And they will be calling you? And they're calling me. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're going, Charlie, help. I don't know how to fix this. Who do I contact? So then I facilitate mm -hmm. that conversation between one of our inspectors or a different department at the county. So like community development would be one that mm -hmm. would handle that. So then I have to put them in touch with that. An inspector goes out, looks at different things. Oh yeah, this guy building their house shouldn't have put a ditch here. It wasn't in the plans. It wasn't approved. So then they have to redo things or uh, change things. So that's a lot of that's a lot of work. I can see everybody left and right. I'm not saying that uh, we live in an imperfect place. Well, actually, it is an imperfect place. But a lot of people seem to complain about little things right all the time yes so, so you are me. the first line of defense yes from, oh, and i wow. never would have thought that me neither. You know, i know right I, my next door neighbor put in a pool which caused all of his runoff to go into my yard and in our stormwater drain but it was never a thought to call my council member right <laughs> and so, and so and, where that where that whole facilitating that process goes is Whoever put in that pool had to apply for a permit right. from the county. Whether Makes it's the sense. pool company or a builder or whatever, they have to go to the county to get a permit. In order to get a permit, they have to actually show the plans, so the engineered plans. Right. And if there's a retaining wall or a, a ditch or whatever that's on the plans that doesn't get built that creates problems, or it wasn't on the plans and it got built that creates a problem. Right. That's where they're just like, I'm going to call Charlie. Yeah. So, um, and then, then I have to facilitate who to get in touch with. Um, we had, um, I won't specify any development names. <laughs> say it, say for, it. For a reason. <laughs> but we had a development down the West, mm -hmm. down the Lexington Highway Corridor. Um, that did not have a retaining wall on their plans mm. at all behind several houses. Mm. Um, and then that homeowner of the property behind that development calls, Charlie, they put in a retaining wall, my entire yard is completely flooded, and they cut down my trees. And I was just like, what do you mean? 
And so we go back and we look, send the inspectors out. Sure enough, that builder cut down trees across the property line. Oh, wow. Wow. Which, you know, people are like, oh, it's just a tree. But, you know, when you have a, an 80-year-old oak tree that's a big, beautiful shade tree, it. you can't you replace can't that. that. You know, and that one particular tree, I guess, had the grandparents' initials carved into it when they were younger. You know, so not, not only was it just a tree, it was a sentimental tree. So, yeah, there's a ton of calls like that from all over the area, and not just Chapin. I've got them from Irmo. I still get them from the other side of the lake on the Lexington side yeah. of when I had that for the first two years. Um, and, and I help people. Um, just like there might be somebody off Corley Mill Road that used to have me that now has a different council member. They'll mm -hmm. call me, relay the information. So we, me and my council peers work fairly well together. That so. is a full-time job. Yes. How many is. hours a week do you dedicate to serving on the council? Um, sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 30, sometimes it's two. So it, it ebbs and flows completely mm -hmm. across the board. You, you never know what's going to happen and who's going to pop up with, with something that you're just like, oh, let's see what's going to happen this week. You know? <laughs> um, and I will tell you, there are some weeks that are quiet. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, cool, I can actually get my job. Yeah. My mortgage paying job done. Yeah. Right? You know, Which is? Newberry College. Newberry so College. I work for Newberry College. Mm -hmm. um, I handle a lot of the online education and educational technology. So I'm pretty busy with traditional faculty, students, online programs. And there's been some weeks I'm like, oh my God, I have to work all weekend or I have to work at night because of so trying how to juggle you everything. Go from that to getting into the political world, so to speak. My predecessor twisted my arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate politics. Yeah. Um, I actually got involved, I guess somebody called me a community advocate at one point. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, that's probably a, a better term mm -hmm. um, when the school district was doing some questionable things. You know, Do you so have to be, are you backed up by any any political affiliation or you can just be independent just to, just on your own? So I am registered Republican mm -hmm. as far as a party affiliation, but as far as any kind of a group, no, I'm, I'm me. Any support, any, any, any no. sponsorship, no. No, no responsibilities, no ties to that. You're no. just, you're just working for the community mm -hmm. on what the rule says and what do you think is best yeah. for the community. Yeah, so. in fact, it's kind of funny um, not to talk about the election primaries. It was, you know, what, three, almost three years ago mm -hmm. now, two and a half, three years ago. Um, my predecessor, I'm sorry, not my predecessor, my opponent. Okay. Um, if you were ever to go back and look at the um, elections campaign disclosures, you, you can see who all contributes to who. Okay. across any election mm -hmm. from school board to the governor right you, you can actually look at that from the ethics ethics commission um page mm -hmm. all of my campaign contributions were like five to fifty dollars some were 500 but they were all from individuals throughout the entire community i did not have one business um one corporation or one special entity at all and if i would have gotten it i probably would have ripped up the check and sent it back so you grew up here, you have I a did. vested interest, and yep. I'm sure it's probably difficult right now with the extreme growth that we're having to... Growth? <laughs> 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 so I'm curious as to with the new, and I think they've probably been in place maybe a year now, the Lexington County building requirements like per acre, how has that affected development that you've seen? So we put in, we did a a moratorium on building, right. which everybody was just like, well, I shouldn't say everybody. Some people were like, yay. Some people were like, oh my God, 
you know, so it was, it was a very, mm. mm -hmm. I think the majority of the people were okay with it because they understood what we we're trying to do. Right. So the reason for the moratorium was because we were working on land development codes. We were working on the ordinances. We were doing a comprehensive plan, but the, mm, some of the developers were just very, very busy. Oh, we got to submit these plans. And then, you know, these multiple hundreds of homes while we were trying to better the ordinances, mm -hmm. um, you know, and better the open space rules, what people were asking for. So we were just like, you know, the only way to actually get this done is to do a moratorium. Mm -hmm. We are not going to accept any more building permits at all right now. That gives us a six month window to iron all this stuff out. Input from all parties, right. you know, pro and con. And then we, we put the overlay district in place. We put the, and the overlay district, the labor overlay, that is where it's, um, it reduces the density, mm -hmm. right? So it's roughly two homes per acre. That does not specify a half acre lot. So we don't have a minimum. So you can have a quarter and a three quarter. Well, yes, as long as you have a full two. acre mm -hmm. to put two homes two on. Homes. So it's all in the calculation. And this is where people are like, oh my God, they're building on less than a half acre. And I'm like, well, we don't have a minimum lot size. So there's, there's a couple of things to go into play. And this is where I think there's some miscommunication or misunderstanding of what it means. A lot of people are like, oh, it's a half acre minimum lot. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Now, if you have three quarters of an acre, you can't subdivide it because then it is less. You cannot get two homes per acre on a three-quarter three quarter acre lot. Right. Yeah. It's just math. So you right, just exactly. have a three-quarter yeah. acre yes. and one quarter. Yes, so then you wouldn't be able to put the house on the one quarter. You just have to use three-quarter. Mm -hmm. um, and that will drive property values up as well, which can be a pro, can be a con. Right. Right. Um, so let's say that I had a, just for easy math, I had a 10 acre track of land that I wanted to develop, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I could put 20 homes on it because that comes down to two per acre. Mm -hmm. I can put 20 homes on 10 acres. Now you can build those 20 homes in two acres and have the other eight acres as a Common park? Area. Common area. Correct. So you, you, there, there's some leeway in there, but then there's other ordinances. So there's, um, the 20-18 ordinance that Aaron had started on, that mm -hmm. my predecessor started on. 20-18, um, changes the setback rules. Um, the setback rules are now a 30 foot front offset mm -hmm. and 10 feet on the side. Okay. The old rules were 10 feet from the front, five feet from the side. So you created more separation in between houses. So there's more separation and more setback from the road. So mm -hmm. and I know you are familiar with some neighborhoods around, you go riding through there, there's a, there's, there's a driveway, mm -hmm. there's a sidewalk in the middle of the driveway, yes. mm -hmm. and, and a car cannot park in front right. of the driveway without parking on the sidewalk because there's just not enough room. All right. Now, Charlie, does that apply to all of Lexington County or just the Lake Murray Overlay District? The 20-18 is all of Lexington County. Okay. And there is a rule um, with part of 2018 where it is four homes per acre across the county okay so there's no more of this you know sandwiching homes on a postage stamp size etc cetera, etc cetera. but again there's there's leeways in that of the way it's calculated so, I, so you can still have a small lot right but it's the way it's calculated so okay. by uh, sorry I just to follow up on that so there is no way that we will be seeing a condominium building anytime soon in Lexington County. So it didn't say multifamily. 
Yes, so in Lexington County, we have right now where multifamily can only go in on four lanes or higher highways. So you have to have a four lane road or higher to adjacent, be multifamily. Adjacent to the property that is going to be on multifamily. Mm -hmm. And Columbia is about to be four lanes, right? Columbia Avenue? At least three lanes. I think. Well, I think it actually is going to be five lanes. Um, now Columbia Avenue and right around here is, mm -hmm. um, that's within the municipality of Chapin. Okay. So the municipality, municipalities, town of Irmo, town of Chapin, town of Lexington, they have their own rules and regulations they can follow. So when I say four lanes or more for apartments, multifamily, I shouldn't say apartments, multifamily, which could be townhouses, which could be mm -hmm. condominiums, could, could be apartments, um, that is unincorporated Lexington County. Okay. So I have... So it sounds like there are plants. Your face. <laughs> you can't discuss... Um, we have, we've been talking about mm -hmm. making some changes to that okay. or, or we have housing density rules now in place, right? Lake Murray overlay district throughout the County. There's, there's housing density rules, no more than X per acre. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't see why we couldn't be a little bit more flexible, flexible with multifamily homes of no more than X per acre even if it is on a two-lane road or a four-lane road or a boulevard or something. And I know that some people are be like, oh my God, Charlie, I can't believe you just said that. But if you think about it, um, you're familiar with Lazy Creek Tap House. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right behind it, and there's two new buildings that have popped up. There yeah. was a gate across the road for a little Correct. while, now yeah. there's not. And well, there is a subdivision that, that they're building a right, bunch of Right, the Haven the, at mm -hmm. St. Peter's. But you're yeah. talking about I'm talking about the two, duplexes. it's a duplex, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Um, under today's rules, that would not be allowed because it is a multifamily unit, mm -hmm. right? I, some people are probably not going to like me saying this. I don't see anything wrong with a small little duplex like that. Right. There, there's a time and a place for everything, right? There's, there's a need for a number mm -hmm. of different things. It, a small duplex, that's what, four units, yeah. I think, back yeah. there? Yeah, it's four. It's, it's really... It's, and they're relatively small. You can't pack a ton of people. Right. It's it's four units. You know, it's not like it's 140 kind of a thing. So I think there's a time and a place for things. It's on a two-lane road, but by today's standards, that wouldn't be allowed. So again, I think that there's room to wiggle in there mm -hmm. to allow additional opportunities that make sense. Okay. You know? Does, so, that, does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, kind of back to the two houses per acre, and I, I kind of want to clarify this because I've been told that there are some developers that are working around that um, in that as long as the land they purchase is contiguous to an existing neighborhood, that they don't have to abide by the new guidelines. Is that correct? No. Um, because that existing neighborhood would have had their own plans submitted and approved. Mm -hmm. um, so when, we'll, we'll, we'll cover it like this, right? I'll try to be as politically correct as I can be. Um, I'm a developer, I come in, I buy 50 acres, right? I want to develop that 50 acres. I might have phase one, two, and three, mm -hmm. right? And I have to abide by whatever rules are in place when I submit my plans at that time. Right. 
So let's say flash forward 10 years goes by, or seven actually, I think the deadline is seven. Seven years, I'm coming up on seven years, I haven't started doing anything, but I was approved for X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. um, that will expire at some point, and I believe it's five years, and then you can renew for two one-year periods, so I think you have a total of seven years to actually do something with the plans that you submitted. Okay. And if something changes, then you have to abide by whatever new regulations are in place. But the developer submits it as one project, no matter if there's multiple phases. Okay. So let's say that I come in here, I develop my 50 acres, I've got it done. And another 50 acres opens up beside it, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, ooh, I can go and do the same thing. You can't. Okay. Because those plans were not submitted at the, at time, the time, the other one was submitted, so now that has to abide by whatever the new regulations are. Right. And regulations Thank could have changed yes. based on what this guy did beforehand and say, hey, we right. didn't like that, but he was following the rules right? Yes. at that moment. That's exactly. why we're changing. And that's what people get confused. Well, why is he allowed to do this and what not? Right. right. One, so, of the biggest, one of the biggest uh, things that I hear about is, uh, oh, the developer came in and cut all the trees and the county is not doing anything to um it's not doing anything to improve the roads for example so those are pretty much and you know you probably hear that more than i do two totally different bears and those two are the most common complaints that i mm -hmm. hear the trees getting cut off and and the wildlife getting moving yeah. and and not enough roads and the traffic just going out of control right so there's, there's two worlds of that, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to talk about that for a minute because this just happened in the past couple of weeks in our community, right? Uh, new developments going in down the road and the developer mowed down all the trees, right? Um, and the, the subsequent neighborhoods around it are like, oh my God. And of course, then I, I kind of chuckle. I'm like, but your, your development did the exact same thing before you were here. So, <laughs> you know, that's it's kind true. of what, it, you know, and it's just like, come on now, you yeah. know, it, it happens. Right. Yeah. So that and the land was for sale for two years and, right, no, and exactly. nobody bought it. Yeah. Right. Well, so that particular development that just started cutting down trees that everybody's probably aware of in the community mm -hmm. in the past two weeks, that was submitted those plans of that developer were submitted before the moratorium, before the Lake Murray overlay, before the 20-18 plan went into effect. So Today. it's been on the books for the, since, gosh, earlier in 2021. So it is under all the old regs. Gotcha. And what a lot of people don't realize is when, when a developer submits plans, it goes through a development review process. Mm -hmm. All of the different areas of the county look at it. Stormwater, land development, code, building codes, blah, blah, blah. the DOT looks at it. Addressing, like there's the fire marshal. Um, there's so there's like eight different areas that look at that plan. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you know, you can't have this here because you have to have a retention pond or, you know, the backing out of this driveway is going to be too close to this one. Da, 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 da. So they, they give feedback to that developer. They go back to the drawing board and make some alterations. So that one particular development that mm -hmm. just started, um, it was originally slated for 202 homes. Um, then it was 161. Now it landed at 160. Phase one is 68 homes. Mm -hmm. Phase two will be the rest of those homes. Mm -hmm. So, and then with our um, land development rules that are in place, um, and it doesn't matter when you submit a plans, a developer can only clear cut 20, residential developer, only clear cut 20 acres at a time 
20 acres at a time. 20 acres that at a time. That would allow them to grade the grade. Because you have to cut all the trees in order to grade the terrain in order right. to build 60 houses. Right. I and mean, then, you can't get away with it. Right. And what happens is a developer puts in infrastructure. So developers going to come in. They're going to clear cut those trees. Mm -hmm. They're going to grade. They're going to put in their roads. They're going to put in all their water and sewer lines. That's right. all of the infrastructure that goes mm -hmm. in. Then they build all the houses. Mm-hmm. Where that differs from many years ago, a developer would come in, buy a track of land, would lay out where houses were going to go, but most of them were not on public water and sewer. Most of them, or it, maybe that came later, or maybe it was just water and they had septic tanks. You know, so there's regulations over the years have changed, even from DHEC. So when some of the older neighborhoods were done 20, 30 years ago, they didn't clear cut. Right. They literally only cleared the area where the house was going to go and the roads of the neighborhood. That was all they did. Developers have found that it's more cost effective to do it all, to do it all in one shot and then replant. Um, so, you know, everybody wants to make more money for less work. And that's and just the name of the capitalistic society that we live in. Right? It is. Yeah. And that's allowed. That, that would be allowed mm -hmm. forever. That's, there's no plans to change that. Mm -mm. No, we, we talked about that mm -hmm. in the overlay district. Um, it's just so hard to enforce and it's so hard to enforce is not the right word. It's, it's so hard to get developers to change, change that thought pattern because everybody wants to make money. Everybody. I mean, I want to make money in my job, I yeah. have the farms, yeah. you know, and different things. So like you always want to make money so that you can live, right? And so Correct. you can do, and developers are no different. They want to make money. That's the bottom line. Right. Um, and so it's, 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 it's a way of thinking, you know, Hey, can we do it this way? I know it's going to cost you more money, but can we do it this way anyway? And they're like, no, <laughs> you know, so it just, um, it gets challenging on your, on your position. How much input do you have on those boards and those councils and those, and that process from a developer? Because it seems like, oh, let me call Charlie, see what she can do. What can you actually really do? Is that, is that you know, a lot of that permits, permits are out of your hand or do you have to sign off on them? Uh, how, does that, so, how does that work? How, so in, in, a, in a very condensed way. Very condensed way. So yeah. um, county council is an oversight for setting policy. Okay. So county council only sets policy. Staff does all the work. So Charlie doesn't sign anything except for resolutions. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing that Charlie signs. And the resolutions, uh, the, the, the... Resolutions are like honoring this day to be police week mm -hmm. or this, this week to be police week. Or um, Carlos is like a fantabulous person in the community. We're going to give him a resolution to honor him on this day. Those are types Carlos of resolutions. Day. Yeah, <laughs> Carlos day. Um, you I know, think you so May twenty, May twenty, we're gonna have a party day on May twenty. You're invited to come over. I'll give you an invitation so you can have. Um, so, so, so as far as like the regular permitting, um, so if if I am a, if I'm me, if I'm Charlie, and I want to subdivide my property that I have three ways, I get treated as a developer because I'm subdividing my property more than once. Right. Correct. So then I have to abide by all development rules mm -hmm. because I'm being looked at as a developer. Yeah. Some people don't understand. They're like, well, I just want to subdivide my land and give some to my grandkids. 
Well, you're subdividing it more than once. Yes. So the, the definition of subdivision mm -hmm. then goes into subdivision rules. And a lot of people don't understand that. And they think that Charlie can change that or Charlie can fix that. And I'm like, I can't do that. You have to abide by the same rules as everybody else kind of a thing. So it's council creates policy, staff enforces the policy. And the staff, Lexington County staff, yes. uh, the and engineering all the departments, departments, all, all, yeah. all the stuff. Mm -hmm. One more question regarding developers, you know, um, I don't know if you got any more, but one that I've heard a lot is, uh, well, why doesn't the county, why don't the county, when they negotiate with a developer or they're in the permitting process, they set aside certain amount for improvement on sidewalks or, or you know, or additional road or or something that is missing on the county that, you know, donating a, a new ambulance, you know, stuff like that. And I know they're paying their taxes already, you know, but that's just a question that I hear a lot. So there's a lot of red tape behind everything. It is. Right. Mm -hmm. um, impact fees. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of discussion about impact fees. That is where um, a developer comes in, you, you place, they, they are impacting an area, right. mm -hmm. whether it's roads, schools, et cetera, et cetera. This is above my head. There's something in the state legislation that says you can only do X, Y, and Z for impact rules. So I know if you have an impact fee, it has to be designated to a particular thing. So the Rock Hill, or I think it was York County, did mm -hmm. impact fees that are designated only for schools. So whatever that impact fee is that gets added onto every single new house, whether it's you building a house or me building 200 houses or a developer building a thousand homes, doesn't really matter. Every new house gets an, impact, an impact fee. fee. Do we right? have that impact fee in Lexington County? No, we do not. No. We are looking into it. Mm -hmm. And in fact, my predecessor had started a study on it. And the way impact fees go, county council just can't come up with an impact fee. We actually have to hire a consultant to do the impact fee study, to then make the recommendations, to then look at creating any kind of an ordinance. And it has to fall in line with state statutes. So when um, we did hire, and, and that has to be in the budget, right? Because if you hire a consultant, yeah. it has to be in the budget. Has to pay right. right, it's gotta get paid for somehow. So when we did do that before in 2018 or 2019, 2020 before I was on mm -hmm. council, um, they were looking at the impact fee for the west region of the county. Just checking that everything. Yeah, it's still going. Okay. Um, or um, all, the whole county, mm -hmm. and it was going to be dedicated totally to police and EMS, um, because apparently we need a new jail, and jails are really expensive. Yeah. And I don't even want to even think about that. That's just like I hope I'm not on council. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother wow, of worms yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, but you know, my, my thought is, um, can we have impact fees to help whether it's roads and or EMS? Because mm -hmm. EMS is a huge issue, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There's been a lot of a lot of conversations about that lately. Um, so we're starting that process over again. Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna re-engage with that previous consultant that we had as long as it's in the budget. If we have to wait a year to put it in the next year's budget, but we're going through budgets right now, so We'll see how that shakes out. So it's um, in the works. It's in the works. And then the, with the roads and infrastructure, the two worlds, we've got county and we have the state DOT. Most of our roads in our community are state-owned roads. They are not county-owned roads. Mm -hmm. So it's up to the state DOT, which is where the gas tax comes into play mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. And the state's like, here, county, we're going to give you a little bit of money. 
but of this little bit of money we give you, 25% of that has to be on state roads. The rest of it can be on whatever, right? Or whatever roads. So the state gives us money to use on roads, but we have to use a portion of that on state roads, not even county roads. Um, so Old Lexington, Amex Ferry, St. Peter's, Westinger Road, they're all state roads. A lot of the roads feeding to those are state roads, and a lot of people don't realize that. Um, all the dirt roads in the area are county roads. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the other smaller roads are county roads. So there's, we don't really have a lot of control over a lot the of the condition. roads in the area because we don't own them. The county, we meaning the county doesn't own them. That makes sense. So it gets even more, I know, <laughs> and it's just like, it gets even more complicated because, and that's, that's why like being on the COG, the Central Midlands, Central Midlands Council of Government and on the sub transportation subcommittee, we're able to make changes. So one of the things that I helped get started, they were gonna do a Highway 76 study. Okay. Right, I don't know if you guys have heard about the study that we finally got approved. You have, you got approved for- For the COG. So we, Through, we yeah. haven't even seen what's the, what's the results. You well, haven't they even haven't started. even done the they study yet. Started the story. Right, so- What's the study for? So, so and this is, this is, and again, it's a long process, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of people have no clue. The, the length of time, they're like, why does it take so long? Well, here's why it takes so long. You have the Central Midlands Council of Government. They're making long range plans for all of our areas, right? Mm -hmm. um, so they had put on, they, the people before I was on it, had said, well, we're gonna do a study on Highway 76 that was gonna take place on the other side of Westinger Road going into Richland County for 1.7 miles. That would take you through where people get on the peak exit, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 1.7 miles? The whole, of 76 is a problem. You guys are only gonna do like 1.7 miles? Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> and so me and a few other people are like, nah, time out, we need to expand that. And mm -hmm. so in one of these meetings, me and a few other folks had got in there and we just started voicing our opinions. And then the mayor of Little Mountain was on and she's like, well, we need to include Little Mountain too because we've got 202 where people get off the interstate. Yeah. Correct. So we were able to get uh, the study expanded. So the Central Midlands Council of Governments approved a $500,000 study to half a million dollars worth of a study that goes from the other side of Little Mountain where Lindler Field Road is mm -hmm. all the way through Chapin, all the way through Richland County, all the way to number six, okay. and then it branches out. So from number six, it will actually take Highway 6 up to the dam, mm -hmm. and then it continues on um, up to 176. Okay where the Chick-fil-A Valentine yeah. debacle mm -hmm. is, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And, and then a little bit beyond that to the interstate. 1.7 miles to now all of that, we got we got done. And that and that study is in order that to study, try to expand Yeah, well, road. it depends. So that study will start, I think it's supposed to start by the end of the year, mm -hmm. um, in, in the fall, and they've got like a year to do it. So this is the government red tape. It takes forever to do all of this stuff, right? So it's gonna take like a year to do the study. And from that study, we'll come out, well, we need a light here. We need to widen this area here. We need a turning lane here. We need turning arrows here. So all of those things that can help traffic move. Um, I'm a big fan of traffic circles. Let me tell you, right off the I bat. I know, right? I love There's them. They're so much fun. 
They're... <laughs> when people know what they're doing, I feel like we need to be able to send out a YouTube video to each person. Drive through. Sometimes I just go around and You can mine. see so many personalities when oh, you're yeah. in the coffee circle. You see the one that is like with their eyes. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. And then the other one, I have exactly five inches, so I got enough place to run in it. I love but Go, go, go. The, the one, let me tell you, the one that they put here in Morelindler, they had all sort of naysayers saying that it was going to be bad. You know what was bad? Those stop signs in yes. there before, you know? Yeah, so, they a great opportunity. So on the to-do list is, um, oh, we got calls coming in and stuff going on. One of the to-do mm -hmm. list traffic circles is the Westinger O'Lexington intersection as well. That's what I was well. talking about. That was yes. like, they missed a great opportunity. Yes, so that is on the list. That's, um, awesome. that's one of the ones that I was just like, hey, can we please get this done? They're like, oh, it's on the list. And I'm like, oh, but when? Is I wonder if this one here in Chapin and Amistad Road will, will, will work magic because it's, yeah, I don't know how they would do that. Yeah. You do a two-lane, a two-lane traffic circle. I mean, you've seen, I've seen traffic There's circles. There's one near Ascot. There's, There's one in India that is like seven lanes. And oh, you know who's wild really? people driving in India? Yeah. Man, they drive like crazy. <laughs> and if they can handle, if they can handle a six-lane lane traffic circle, you think we pretty can? sure we can handle a two-lane. Yeah, it, you know, and then there's the railroad right there, too. Yeah. That's a whole other government body that we can't even touch. Oh, that's right. And the railroad has a 100-foot buffer, uh, I believe it's on each side. Now, here there's not 100 feet, but that was all grandfathered in yeah. like a million years ago. So I think it, I think railroads have a hundred feet of a buffer, like an interstate. Yeah, maybe That's, maybe it's a hundred feet total. It's fifty on each side. I'm very like curious that. about that that story. What's gonna come down? Uh, I am too. The people that you hired to do this story has had some success, I guess, in, it's, um, in improving traffic it in is other places. The SCDOT and it's whatever government and in the cog mm -hmm. is the one that actually will be hiring this consultant, and I know one of the consultants I work with is out mm -hmm. of Charlotte. And of course I'm like, why can't we use local people in yeah, Charlotte? Right. Um, well, I'm not Charlotte, on the executive Charlotte committee is, of that. But so. Charlotte is not a bad place because Charlotte is- It's uh, is, yes. it, Yeah. They've had a lot of growing pains. Lot, so I'm so. guessing that they got some experience, you know, yeah. on, on how to handle it better. Yeah. And I hope that that happens here because, you know, we all know the traffic has changed uh, a little bit in the last years. Traffic? <laughs> yeah, I don't run on no motorcycle nearly as much yeah. as I used to because it's not, I feel like Charlie, it's before I forget, yeah. Um, you're talking about the cog and you mentioned that there's going to be some boards, you mentioned off camera, that there's yes. going to be some boards available and I just think that this is a great opportunity for a lot of people that yeah. have great yes. ideas. And I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. Awesome. Can, can, can we go through And I think it's going to be the second part. I think that we're ready on the yeah, second part. Do we're part do two. Two. Yeah, we're going to do two parts and I'm going to figure it out how to yeah. edit it. But okay. uh, this yeah. is very, very interesting. Well, and it's, it's good information too that I mm -hmm. think a lot of people should be aware of. Absolutely. Um, so County Council has mm -hmm. a number of different boards and commissions that we ask citizens to volunteer for, right? Um, so the COG is one, and, and you have to have some government entities appointed on the COG, um, Central Midlands Council of Governments, but you also have um, regular citizens that are appointed on it. So I have one lady that lives down in, 
end of the Amex Ferry Road who's a citizen appointee. And we have one more position available for a citizen appointee, and that's appointed at large throughout the whole county. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be anybody from our area. It can be somebody from the other side of the lake or Swansea if they mm -hmm. wanted to be on it. But we do have one more position available on the COG, and you have to... It's good if you have some kind of a prior knowledge of how the road system works. So mm -hmm. like if you have worked with the DOT before on putting in a driveway or working with them on any kind of road expansion, it's just it's just, just more knowledge to your hat. If you have no knowledge of it, it's very overwhelming. And it just takes a lot of studying to get up to speed on that. So we have one open position there. Um, are those paid positions or are they all nope, volunteer? All volunteer, all volunteer. So we have the planning commission, mm -hmm. which there aren't any openings on that right now. Um, and the planning commission, anytime we make any ordinance changes, like the Lake Marie overlay um, and the 20-18 ordinance and some of the other, the map amendments and different mm -hmm. things we've done, it all goes to the planning commission first for them to give us feedback on it because they are appointees. Mm -hmm. So it's like another level of opinion, basically. And some folks on the planning commission are developers. Some of them are just community advocates. Some of them are just regular people um, that have an interest in that area. Um, so there's the planning commission. Um, there's um, the board of zoning appeals, um, which one of our local neighborhoods went to um, with some of the Lake Marie overlay okay. um, issues. They wanted to have some lots that were smaller than a half acre. So they went to the Board of Zoning Appeals mm -hmm. and the Board of Zoning Appeals, that's where they look at things on a case-by-case -case basis. Gotcha. And they can make recommendations or changes or say, yes, this appeal is accepted. You don't have to abide by this. You can do this kind of a thing. So when you hear conversations of, well, why can't you just look at this on a case-by-case -case basis? Well, that's the Board of Zoning Appeals. That's what their job is to do, is to look at something on a case-by-case -case basis. So if there's something that doesn't fit the ordinances or rules or whatnot, they can get they a can, second opinion, basically. They get a second opinion yeah, there. that's their case-by-case. -case. So how does somebody um, apply for that job? So they would contact me, and I would give them all the information. <laughs> contact me. <laughs> because you need more people that's calling you, you right? Don't contact me. More phone calls. <laughs> now you have people complaining and people applying for jobs. Email. so much more of an emailer or a texter. I hate the phone. Um, but um, yeah, so we have openings on the Wrecker Rotation Board. Mm -hmm. What is that, you may ask? Yeah. I I'm never heard completely that. <laughs> sure what the Wrecker Rotation Board is. I'm going to sound very um, uh, naive to that. Um, but my understanding of the Wrecker Rotation Board is there's a group of wreckers that are on call throughout the county for county things, for people parking in the wrong place, but it's a group of wreckers that get together to help decide fees. So if they have to uh, take off a drive shaft to put your car on something, which I've heard of happening, but not in recent years, there's a charge. There's a charge for that, right? So this record rotation board helps set charges of people, services involving getting towed. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a board. It's not just one person up there deciding, oh, we're going to charge $150 for this or $25 for this. It's, it's a board that sets those mm -hmm. fees. Um, so there's that. We have one position on that. So if you know of anybody in the record community with a tow truck that wants to, Lexington County, um, that wants to be a part of that, we have one position available for that. Um, Stormwater Advisory Board. That's a whole nother world. Stormwater yeah, that sounds like you could be stepping into some deep water. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, Stormwater Advisory Board, 
works with our community development department. And right now their project is working on land development code, mm -hmm. right? So stormwater advisory, again, there's an area down on Lexington Highway. It's a low area. Every time it rains, people's front yards are full of water. Mm -hmm. Stormwater Advisory Board can look at that. Is this something that the DOT can help us with, with bigger culverts? Or what can we do? Are there any rules and regulations we can put in place to help prevent stormwater flooding from whatever, right? The other part of that is, you guys know what kind of dirt we have on this side of the lake, right? Yeah. yeah. It's that clay. clay. It doesn't drain. Not clay. draining dirt. Yes. Right. It just doesn't drain. Yeah. Well, you, you cross the lake and you go to the sandy country. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't have, they have different problems, right? Yeah. So one of the things with the Stormwater Advisory Board that we've got, there are some engineers, like PE certified engineers. Mm -hmm. There are just regular citizens that are, have an interest in this that are appointed. Um, they get together and they talk about all these things and they help make recommendations for staff for rules and regulations that go into play. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that um, we've looked at is the different types of soil should be taken into consideration. Right. So what good, works good for sandy soil is not going to work good for red for clay. Because you guys know when this red clay gets dried out, it's cement. Yep. Mm. You know, and when it's wet, it's slippery cement. I, know, I, play, <laughs> I play infill on my church lake to let it stopple and tell you. <laughs> yeah. We had to run an auger to landscape our yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in my property where I am, we don't mm -hmm. have red clay. I have white clay. Oh. After yeah. you know the, the first yeah. six or eight inches. That's even it's, worse. It's even worse. But yeah. you know, I could probably dig it up and sell it for pottery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so stormwater advisory board, we do have some openings on that. Um, the biggest one that we have openings on, we've got like four or five openings in this particular board. It's the workforce development board. Mm -hmm. um, workforce development board works with, um, there is the, I'm cheating here. It is the workforce innovative opportunity act of 2015. Um, and it's a workforce development board. They look for um, people in the private sector that are small business owners or larger business owners. And they also have opening for somebody in a government position to be on that workforce development board. Um, and, and what I, do they do? So they help look at all the different areas that we need a workforce in. So, um, um, that you need labor that we need any kind of workforce. So I'm going to, I'm going to digress a minute. I'm going to put on my educator hat for mm -hmm. a second and, and I'm in higher education, so, um, you know, I'm in a four-year higher education. I'm going to specify that, right? <laughs> so we want everybody to go to college and get a college degree, right? Mm -hmm. um, but not everybody's built to go to college to get a college degree. Yeah. So therefore, we have technical schools that have trade laborers and skills mm -hmm. that we need. We need mm -hmm. plumbers. We need electricians. We need all of that. And you don't have to have a four-year degree to get it, right? Um, so the Workforce Development Board works with education facilities and institutions what do we need what do we need and how do we get that okay right so and workforce development also plays into economic development because if i am so i'm on economic development for lexington county and vice chair this year mm -hmm. 
which I wasn't even on it last so year. So that's an additional great. board that you're part of. It, yeah, so and we you're have a committees. Council member, and then you're part of also yes, several so boards, just because you have so much free time. I and, do yeah, have right? so much free time. Yeah. I've got it down about six hours of sleep. But <laughs> <laughs> if I could just get it down to three hours of sleep, I could do so much more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So all council members have to serve on committees, mm -hmm. and then they have to serve on certain boards as well. So we, we get them. Oh, it's required. It's required. Oh, okay. that we we okay. have our hands in certain things and mm -hmm. just be an active participant in certain things. How many council members are right now? Part of the nine, nine. 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 Okay. Yeah. So we have nine council members across Lexington County. Mm -hmm. And with the 2020 census, we actually grew enough that we could have added on a whole nother district, but instead we just redistricted okay. and kept it with the nine. Jury Mandarin, they call it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There we go. Um, <laughs> I lost the Lexington side. Now I got more of Irmo, you know, and I'm like, yay, just mm -hmm. not Harvest and Boulevard, please. Oh, oh shut fired. <laughs> no, Harvest and Boulevard's got some challenges, and yeah. I do have Harvest and Boulevard mm -hmm. South. Mm -hmm. So I've got Quell Valley and all of that. So there, there are some challenges with the jurisdiction in that yeah. area because we've got City of Columbia, Richland County, Lexington County. A lot of um, overlapping. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a whole new episode. Let's talk about Harvest and Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. a whole other area of things we're working on. But the Midlands Workforce Development kind of looks at the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So um, from an economic development standpoint, if we're trying to recruit businesses to come into Lexington County, and those businesses are what keep our residential taxes lower because the businesses pay more taxes, right? right? As you guys know, businesses pay more taxes Correct. than residential. So in order to keep residential taxes lower, we want to recruit more businesses. But we have to have a workforce to supply yeah. to those businesses. And if it's all manufacturing, or if it's all this, and but we push our kids to go to college to get that four-year degree, when they get their biology degree, or they get their psychology degree, or their theater degree <laughs> that I had, so, they don't want to work in a manufacturing right. plant, you know. So, so that's a that's the government trying to marry uh, education with private companies. It's trying to, I wouldn't say marry it because that's marriage is really well, commitment. date, dating, you try to <laughs> I was dating, dating, dating. <laughs> right? Um, they try to make it where the workforce development says, We need these folks in this profession. How can we help recruit young students into this profession? Marketing, incentives, right? Uh, exactly, tax breaks. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see, yeah. that makes sense. So, it's, it's a big, huge, yeah thing yeah um, and like even you know with the paramedics that's a hot topic right mm -hmm. so if we look at workforce development with paramedics nobody wants to be a paramedic it's a high-stress job mm. it's a gross job there are some people that want to do that yeah those that's awesome my brother is by the way right yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like it takes a special kind of person mm -hmm. to deal with that high stress high it trauma does. high Distress is really the only way mm -hmm. to put it, yeah. you know, uh, on a regular basis. Most of the rest of us are like, oh, body fluids, people sit for me, I don't want anything to do job. with it. It's a very tough job. You know, and then people are like, oh, if you pay the paramedics more, and I'm like, but if they're doing it to make money, they're not doing it for the right reasons. Correct. Money helps. Yeah. It will definitely help keep people in those fields longer. But then, of course, you know, moving a 300-pound person, you're going to hurt your back. Yeah. You know, so then there's also, it's just, it's, it's a high-stress, high-turnover, short-lived 
career, really. Um, but a workforce development. How can we get more people involved in a particular industry? Like, how can we get more people involved in wanting to be a paramedic? That's a very yeah. interesting position, and that it position is. is open right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you're, think you're, I should apply. Yeah, you're a good Maybe workforce. Maybe so, you never yeah? know. Yes. Have, she has three kids, you know, so yes, you know yes. about workforce. Right <laughs> there. We have three open positions. One's a government, two are private business sectors mm. in workforce development. Okay. so And they meet annually. No, I'm sorry. I'm lying. They meet quarterly. And again, those are voluntary mm -hmm. positions. They're okay. all volunteer. Yeah. Good. Good to know. Well, yep. you know, and Absolutely. you will be running next year. You said again. You I don't know am. yet. I'm you gonna. Are, I'm gonna you know? run for a second term. All right. So yes. I guess that if you like what you see, you like what you hear. <laughs> you know, you oh. get some of those ideas behind you. Uh, continuation of the project that you started. Obviously, there's never going to be a solution for everybody. Yeah. Some people no. are going to like it. Some people are not going to like it. Like you said, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, I think it's all in the big picture. It is. It is big picture. And it's, it's planning. So the, the, the things that we're putting in place today mm -hmm. are planning for the next 20 to 25 to 30 years. Again, that can all be pros or cons, like what we've already discussed mm -hmm. with the five laning of certain roads and many of the four others. That I think is a huge con. You know, why would you five lane a road over here before mm -hmm. you expand this road? And you know, yeah, we're gonna have to do two segments. <laughs> we, we will. We are going to the segment. Um, two segments. But yeah, so there's there's a lot involved with all of that. But when when we talk about economic development and workforce development and all of those things affecting the county, so the county buys property. Mm -hmm. to have business parks as we know that there's one right down the right. road that was probably not the best deal that the county could have made or the council at that time maybe shouldn't have made but you know then again you would never know what it's going to land in the future right but we do have that as a potential so one of the things that we're looking at right now are where else in the county can we look to expand that for 20 years from now right um, and another one is nobody wants to have a um, waste collection station next to them, right? Okay, the dump. I'm of not supposed not. to even call it yeah. the dump, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, our Chapin, right? Our Chapin waste collection station recycling center actually has 12 acres. So we're going to expand that, by the way, um, just to accommodate more. Because we, yeah. we need it, you know, yeah. so we can get the cars off of Westwood. Uh, it's growing, right? you know, it's exactly. a growing pains, right? That's so, cool. Yeah, and so other areas of the county, there aren't any rooms to expand. So mm -hmm. Lexington County has to think about where we're going to be in 10 years, where we're going to be in 20 years, and how are we going to serve our citizens to the best in 10 or 20 years from now. So a lot of the decisions we're making today, hopefully for the better, We've got a really good group right now on council, a really good group. Um, some forward thinkers that are not part of the previous good old boy network. And I hate to say it like that, but it is what like it is. you know, yeah. we still have a lot of the good old boy network in South Carolina. It's, it's alive and well. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've got to work with everybody. Well, right? we, have right. work we have to work with everybody. So we and have and to... I think that at the end of the day, everybody wants the same thing. You know, right. everybody yeah. wants this town to be, um, a great place to live in. Right. You know? Exactly. Uh, we want it to be a great place to live yeah. in. We want to we want everybody to prosper. We want people to be happy and healthy. We want all of those good things. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. and we all aiming for that. You know? Right. We all rooting for you. Uh, Thank you. We all rooting for uh, for things to be done the right way. So right. ten years from now, you know, we can we look at this video. 
Uh, <laughs> Ten years from now, I will not be on council. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> Four years ago, you said you will never be on council. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, thank you very much, Charlie. Uh, I have a feeling that we will see you again, that we will have you again to talk about, uh, you know, whatever comes up. Whatever's coming up. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I know that you have a very, very, very tight agenda, very limited time, so we appreciate yes, that. Yes, thank, thank you. Wow. That was good. That was good. That was a lot of information, Alice. It was. I really need to go back and listen to it, actually, again. Yeah. Um, just to kind of absorb all of it. Yeah, because there was a couple things, there were a couple things that I probably need to like re-listen to. Uh, one of the things that stick on my mind, that's what, that it was that there were three openings right now. Yeah, three boards um, in the county that have openings. Mm -hmm. um, if Do you, you remember those? So if if you were intrigued by what you heard and want to get involved in local government, there are three boards with openings available. Um, and that's available to the public. You don't have to have prior experience in politics or government, that mm -hmm. type of thing. So the first one is the Wrecker Rotation Board, which I had no idea they had this. Um, but it's actually to help set the pricing for like towing vehicles that may be parked illegally. So if that interests you, you can be a part of the record rotation board. The second two. one, we have the Stormwater Advisory Board. Yes. Right, so that basically... Water runoff. Water runoff. and a, a big issue with all the development going on. Yeah, and she's playing on that. And the third one, it'll be... Workforce Development. That's the one I'm very interested yeah, in. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um, exact, we need we need a stronger workforce around here, mm -hmm. and that's just looking at um, what are the needs and how to satisfy those needs. One thing I noticed about that conversation with Charlie, um, it does seem that the government is growing a lot. Yes. What do you think about that? I think you know? it's inevitable, just like growth everywhere else. Yeah, and you and you listen listen all the time. You know, well, the government is just growing too much. There's a there's a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger growth. That's kind of one of like talking points that right. you that that you have out there. And you know, when you when you talk to people like Charlie, you start to understand. Well, either they grow or it gets out of control, right? So exactly. what do, what would you do? You know, what, how can you, I mean, population is growing. Population here in Chapin and here in Lexington County is growing. Absolutely. So if you don't grow the government. To help control the growth. To help control the growth. responsible growth. Correct. Then, then what happens, right? So it's a, it's a catch-22. It is a catch-22. You know? Talking about catch-22, are you hungry? Yes. Let's go, <laughs> Let's go eat. Let's go eat catch-22. Hope you enjoyed I know that we had a longer interview than before, so we're going to wrap it up quick. Yep. Um, Alison is going to count to count to 100 in Spanish, and then the show will be over. No. Show's just over. You're See not you going to count? <laughs> <laughs> Bye.